Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Directly across from me is the ably employed at an essential business, Mr. Ben Reichley. He's a Republican committee person. Uh, let's see, business person, family man. He's an American first. He probably does own a MAGA hat. I don't know where. No. You do not own one yet. No, I a MAGA hat. I guess uh, what? That's an unmet need someone will probably fill in our area. No. Just a co-host today, but uh, as Bob Dylan said, the times, they are changing. Yeah, how about that? Uh, So just to let people know what's cooking here, uh, we're going to do a full newscast at uh, 9.06. Usually we scan some headlines, and usually more than one of them is uh, just a good conversation starter. But today we will do full news headlines, and uh, we'll let everybody know what's going on and where to get more information. we got some phone numbers in the news for you to call if you need more information. Your state house members' offices are all open on the inside. Kurt Mosser says his office is still open, open. So Mm. uh, if you want to go in there, David Rose says uh, he did close his legislative office, but only at the urging of the president. I think isn't uh, most well most the offices in Harrisburg. Oh, yeah, Harrisburg's all shut down. All right, on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Uh, In a few moments, we'll hear from Samantha Pearson. She's the director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods Corporation. She's going to talk to us about social distancing and uh, the role that we all play when there's a public health discussion like this underway. At 9.10, Dr. Stanley Martin checks back in. He's the Geisinger Director of Infectious Diseases, talking about, of course, corona uh, outbreak and what this wave of the virus will mean as it rolls over our area. And at 9.30, U.S. Congressman Dan Muser checking in, uh, of course, his view on the pandemic. Uh, he has some of the details about what the Congress uh, Phase 3 bill. You remember uh, Congressman uh, Keller said there were three phases to this. Uh, the second one the president just signed so that has some help and uh, the first one I don't happen to recall but it was several weeks ago Mm -hmm. and now number three is here and that's being negotiated now that's the one that's going to mean folks are going to get some assistance uh, from the Geisinger so Mm, I think that's in the Senate come out of the Senate go back over to the House uh, probably probably today uh, look for uh, Congress to be back, the House to be back, voting on that probably uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Are they going to keep their social distances? Yeah. They might have some rules. Uh, remember, the state has uh, gone to now uh, forms of electronic voting. So, uh, you know, in the times we have, you have to uh, make some uh, make some commitments uh, and also uh, make some uh, common sense uh uh, rules and regulations, and maybe bend the rules a little bit. However, you know, watch out when you start bending 
the Constitution and you want you want to make sure that bills are passed uh, uh, consistently with with what what needs to to make sure it's a legislative doctrine. Uh, so. <clears throat> We'll see on the local side here in state, and we'll see on the federal side what uh, what adaptations they have to make uh, to go ahead and uh, move some of this forward. But we'll, we're seeing a pretty solid consensus of uh, getting help to the uh, citizens, and we're seeing uh, all forms of uh, government now uh, starting to uh, step up. I think the uh, positives are that the private sector has pushed some of this along, but uh, we're seeing the president uh, get uh, comments from the governors of California, New York, and others that uh, you know the federal government's there when they need them. However, people just don't know what they need this morning compared to this afternoon. Monday compared to Wednesday. I mean, just just look at this starting back from uh, last week when we were here, Friday the 13th. Look, look, look what's happened in one week. All right, 1-800-795-9565. You were a COVID skeptic at that time. We'll have to ask you later in the show if you still Not are. Not a skeptic. Not right. skeptic, but, a, uh, you know, hey, we need more information. We need to understand this a little bit more. And remember... China didn't do anybody any favors on this whole deal back in December. Well, that doesn't help us now. This is all forward thinking. Let's just look forward here. <laughs> all right, well, you got to understand the past or you'll relive the past. Got it. Okay. So we are going to talk to now Samantha Pearson's on the line, director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, talking about keeping your social distances, the role everyone has to play during public health emergencies and uh, the Governor Wolf order. Samantha, thank you so much for calling in today. We very much appreciate that. It's good to be here, Mark. Earlier this week, or we, virtually here. I well, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, you're keeping a good social distance, about six miles or so. Uh, earlier this week, we had a lot of pushback from the Republican lawmakers in Harrisburg, saying that they are keeping their legislative offices open. The public could go in there and see them if they chose to. Senator Gordner did not do this, but the other ones said their offices would be open. And in fact, David Rose said that his uh, personal business uh, would be open. The CrossFit business would be open if somebody wanted to exercise. Exercise. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that? You're highly informed on this idea of uh, social distancing and, and the role that we play. My reaction is that I can understand how much confusion there is on this topic and that there is uncertainty and people are not sure what the right thing to do is. That's actually one of the hallmarks of our, our current situation uh, is people not sure what the right information is and what the right thing to do is and with lots of questions. Um, and so I, I sympathize with that. Um, I think that actually hearing uh, David Rowe uh, speaking earlier in the week, I can sort of hear where he's coming from. I'm a little less sympathetic with the um, statement from the Republican caucus from yesterday saying that this shouldn't, uh, the, the closure shouldn't happen. but. Um, I, I would like to see unity, I would like to see uh, coherence, and I do agree that it's hard to have that when there are multiple different messages. In fact, even coming on right now, I don't want to contribute to confusing or conflicting messaging, but I also see that there's a need for messaging. So for Lewisburg neighborhoods, I've been helping people like think about how this connects to being a neighbor, right? how we can all be good neighbors by following uh, public health best practices and recommendations, offering links so that people can find uh, credible sources, and uh, just keeping people apprised of 
information they might need and how this impacts their daily lives. How can we be a good neighbor? What can we do that makes us a good neighbor when we have a pandemic that will soon affect our area in a greater way? Right. So number one is not to panic. Um, that's actually really important. And uh, But getting information is not panicking. So at the same time, some people actually respond very poorly to information. <laughs> so, um, But people need information. Getting information and telling people information is valuable. We need to make sure that we're giving people the right information, good sources, as I said. And we also um, then need to, like, what would panic look like? Panic is actually hoarding. Hoarding would be an example of panicking. It's not productive, and it actually hurts both. Uh, it hurts everyone. Uh, right now, with this particular situation, the critical things we need people to do are observe really ramp up their hygiene practices, right? Like, uh, and also do this thing called social distancing. And there's a lot of confusion about what that, that is, but um, there's also a fair amount of guidance about, about how to do it. At a certain level, it's like, keep six feet away from people. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, that, that, how does that then play out? Um, the other additional complication here is both that um, not every part of the country or every part of the world is in the same place right now with respect to the spread of the disease, and not every person has the same uh, issues. So um, it's not just even a difference between, say, Italy or Germany or us. It's a difference between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and the center of the state. Uh, that said, just understanding how pandemics work, a little bit of we can all become armchair epidemiologists, um, not meaning we have to know everything, but we need to know the basics. And I think there's a lot of resources out there for that. We're asking everybody who calls in, we'll ask the same question to you. Why are we in a lockdown? What are we trying to accomplish by shutting everything down? Okay, sure. I actually would like to clarify that the current, and this is, there's also variability in terms of time, the current situation as of, you know, Friday, March 20th in Pennsylvania is not a lockdown. Um, it is a radical and really serious and painful and has huge ramifications, disruption of all sorts of daily life, but lockdown is even worse. <laughs> so let's think about that. And there are parts of the world and parts of the country that either are or have been on lockdown. So when we are encouraged to do social distancing, the governor has ordered uh, physical operations of, of a lot of what he's calling non-life-sustaining businesses uh, to close. And that means that you can't be at the site to do your stuff, which is almost impossible. Uh, I know people who are wrestling with what this means, you know, from day to day in very, uh, you know, minute detail, like, well, can I, can I retool to, uh, you know, by appointment, bring things, you know, sell things to people over the internet and then, you know, have curbside pickup? Can I, you know, so basically our current order is uh, that we should keep to ourselves, try to be within our family units, but we are, if you're not in a sort of vulnerable group, in other words, over 60 or immunocompromised or living with someone in either of those categories, you 
there are things you can still do. You can um, go outside simply for enjoyment. You can you can even interact with other people, but not in large groups. And when you're interacting, preferably outside and preferably at a distance, uh, a friend said yesterday, it's like we all have six foot force fields around us, and sort of think, you know you have to turn on your seven year old brain thinking about where your six foot force field puts you, and also thinking about. I think we can all remember walking around pretending, pretending the sidewalks were lava. We now need to think about all the points of potential contact in public, all the places where our hands might touch a surface or an object um, that someone else would have touched. We just become very aware of what are called sort of potential vectors for disease transmission. I'm sorry, I'm, I know that I'm not, I do not have like an outline of these are the things that people need to know, and I really wish we did. I actually wish we, I was not on here today. I would like us to have very coherent um, messaging coming from the top. We need like, in, like almost incessant public service announcements, campaigns. Um, in other countries, these are running, right? Uh, if you go on the WHO, World Health Organization website, they do have a lot of information for the public great information, uh, resources for businesses, for uh, the general public, for people who are more at risk. Um, th that stuff, it includes a lot of potential downloadable graphics and materials, but in the U.S. at least, there's no, no one is paying for these things to run on television, on the radio. Um, I know you all run PSAs for free as well, but those things do not seem to be happening. And that is one of my concerns and why I'm here, is just I want people to notice that and also think about, okay, where do I go to find the information if it's not being pushed out to me? Now, there's press conferences every day, but I would imagine you're indicating that's not quite the same thing. Correct. I think, there, like I said, there are different levels of information. I think press conferences are really critical. We need to know what kinds of policies are happening and I think people are talking about this as sort of a, a wartime footing almost. We, this is a, we're, we're in danger of destroying our economy in order to save ourselves. And that is very clear. No one would be in favor of doing, taking these measures if they thought there was any other choice. <laughs> so that's, that's a really important thing to sort of grapple with, like to get your head around. Um, it's what we do need is in the press conferences we need consistent and clear messaging that's reliable and then we need to have that filter to the you know the emergency management people the people in state and local government county government uh, we need uh, people to be problem solving on the ground and I will say here in the central Susquehanna Valley the United Way is leading up a, a wonderful uh, coordination of people trying to deal with uh, the immediate issues with, you know, you send all the kids home, there's problems with childcare, there's problems with feeding people, that, and the school districts are doing great locally of handing out food for kids who are normally uh, very dependent on that in the school district. Um, I think that we also, though, at the neighborhood level, like I'm in meetings related to that, how we can make sure people are getting the information they need, getting the clarification they need. We don't want people 
like I said, panicking, even if their panic is sort of private. We want people to feel like they know where to get information, know who they can ask if they have questions and concerns, and that is a challenge, right? That that itself, getting information out, is a challenge. So I've, I have been communicating with the paper. I'm really pleased to see the kinds of coverage they've been putting out, the Daily Item and the Standard Journal. Um, I've been trying to share things through social media for Lewisburg neighborhoods, um, and I think a lot of people are, are sharing things. That said, like again, we don't seem to have a... <laughs> This is sort of a do-it-yourself. Right. Well, look at the outreach from the governor yesterday, just suddenly announcing, uh, you know, you have your state legislature and emergency management people and law enforcement hearing it on the radio that there was a, uh, an and enforceable right. shutdown. Well, and these things, so that's also part of the fluidity. It was, you put something into place and there was actually active pushback and people being told to violate it from officials. And that... I would argue is I, that seems really problematic. I would rather people take it to the the governor than take it to constituents, especially when there's and and again I understand that people are confused because there's been a lot of sort of denial and you know people averting their eyes from uh, information that's been coming out now for several weeks. So. I think there's a, a we talk about curves. So. I don't know if you've mentioned flattening the curve. Have you been talking about that? Uh, somewhat, yeah. I yeah, say we started that. talking about it last week. Excellent. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> there's also a learning curve, right? So that's one we're much more familiar with. And there's a lot of stuff to get your brain around. Um, there are some great resources online. Again, if on the Lewisburg Neighborhoods website, the key things I've been pointing people to are the Pennsylvania Department of Health webpage, the... Uh, CDC, the WHO, or CDC is Centers for Disease Control here in the U.S. WHO is the World Health Organization. Um, I've also got the Geisinger um, coronavirus page, the Evangelical Community Hospital uh, coronavirus page, and the County uh, coronavirus page. So all those things are sort of front and center on my, my own coronavirus page and trying to help people know they can get those things. And again, then trying to also share the more detailed stuff, like what is flattening the curve? And I think the paper is starting to get at that. What is the, the what, is, what are some of the biggest concerns here? There have been, and even over the course of the past week, about a week ago I started realizing that people were not understanding, um, there, was, there was confusion over why the health system was in danger of being overwhelmed. And there were clearly people who thought that it would only be overwhelmed because people who didn't need to go to the hospital would be panicking and going to the hospital when they didn't need the help. Okay. And unfortunately, that's not the scenario that we're looking at. All right. Well, yeah, thanks sorry. for the information. Go to Lewisburg Neighborhoods for more information. Uh, we really appreciate the information. Good, good, calm, sound uh, advice, uh, too. So we'll try to make sure that we're part of the solution when it comes to good public service announcements. Thank you so much, Samantha. Sure. Do appreciate it. Samantha Pearson, director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods Corporation. She's been explaining to her peeps about uh, how uh, this six-foot distancing can uh, appear and uh, just trying to convey good information to our audience. You are listening to WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, we're going to open up the phones. We did have a scheduled interview with uh, Dr.
Dr. Stanley Martin from Geisiger. We're going to push that back to next week. He got summoned to a critical conf confab, so we're going to let him do that, and then we'll push him to next week. So we'll have even some newer information next week when he uh, talks to us then. Uh, but we got open phones right now. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Lots of folks not happy with the governor's response uh, to the uh, COVID-19 and the surprise announcement yesterday of the enforceable mandate that non-essential businesses shut down. Uh, so, and you heard Samantha Pearson talking about the curve. Are you familiar with that uh, and this idea of overwhelming hospitals? What's your view on that? Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. On the mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. As I've told you many, many times, it's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Find out lots more about them at sunburymotors.com. They invite you to do as I've done on many occasions and can do today. Go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Get your car fixed so you can get back on the road and get to your essential employment and those essential businesses that are open. And they specialize in all types of services there. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they're on the web at Sunbury Motors. Com. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. UKOK. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Looks like we got our next couple of calls lined up. We'll start out with Roger. Roger, we'll give you two minutes. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, I probably won't take two minutes, but here's my question. Uh, I understand that uh, we're, they don't want to take it from area to area, but just yesterday I seen an article where they are going to bus prisoners from the infected area up in New York, down to Allenwood, and I believe Lewisburg is the other one. And now this is going to expose all our prisoners, our prison workers, to this kind of thing. Don't you think that's going to be a... Did they say infected prisoners? They're bringing infected and prisoners no, to No, no, they're bringing them out of the infected area. Oh, well, if they've tested them and they haven't tested for this, uh, you know, this is the federal government, so yeah, but uh, they're going to alleviate some of the stress of, of New York. Well, that's yeah, one yeah, side. Are you still, sure this I, is true? This is what the Federal Bureau of Prisons is doing. Without fail, that is a true statement. You know for a fact, not just what a really reliable person told you, but you know factually they are bringing individuals from infected areas to Lewisburg? Yeah. Okay. Well, according well, to the article, I do not know that for sure. Where, where is the article? Uh, it was on one of the news stations. 
Okay. Well, again, if they're, you know, I would sure, sure the governor of Pennsylvania could have a conversation with someone or uh, U.S., you know, representatives, meaning congressmen and or senators. But if they're bringing prisoners in to alleviate the strain on a New York prison and these prisoners don't have the virus or is tested negative for it. But they're not going to know that. Well, how, how do you know they're not testing them or they're not being tested? Well, I didn't say they weren't testing them. Well, how do you know they're not going to know that? Yeah, uh, they could, uh, it, couldn't this thing show up for two to three weeks afterwards? Uh, two weeks, yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, give this to the news department. We'll yeah. have them check it out. It sounds like an important topic to be looked into, so and we'll definitely okay. do that. Yep, yep, thank you so much, Roger. Appreciate and the you call. you have a good day. Yep, you too, yep. buddy. Be well. Uh, Bobby D., thank you so much for checking in. You're on the mark. Uh, yes, uh, good morning. From uh, having a background in, in physics and science and chemistry and, and all that, of course, I checked course, my, myself, and then I checked with my uh, nephew, who's in the Navy who, who deals with all this, uh, uh, he was explaining about the, the difference between, like, viruses and, of course, bacteria. And, like, of course, viruses have to have hosts and stuff. So he said that most of them uh, are, are, have a two-week in, incubation period type thing, and then, then it's gone. And, that, of course, where bacteria hangs around in that. So all the precautions are being made uh, I'd, I think ought to be more of common sense precautions and just kind of uh, just take things uh, uh, one step at a time as far as trying to isolate things. All right. Yes. Okay. Sound advice. Yep. We appreciate your input. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right. Thank you. Yep. I'm glad you're calling in. Appreciate that. As soon as the Dunkin' Donut opens again in Sunbury, we'll meet down there. <laughs> you bet. You bet. <laughs> I miss that. My uh, hangout is oh, closed. Boy. You could drive through the window, but it's not the same thing. Well, can you drive through the window, get your stuff, and go sit in the parking lot? I guess, and then talk to people at a safe distance, yeah. telephonically. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm doing Cir- for my lunch circle, meetings. Yeah, circle your car, open up your windows. This is WKOK Sunbury. We'll talk about that. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings and welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from me. I failed to mention that we have a fabulous producer. He's Rob Center. He did a fabulous job all week, so we appreciate his fabulosity. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. We're glad to say we are essential businesses trying to keep you informed. We've added extra newscasts to the weekend. Uh, we're keeping outbreak coronavirus up to date. We implore you to keep... Keep your Alexa. Get her as smart as humanly possible. Teach Alexa to go to WKOK and listen to WKOK for hourly updates from CBS and WKOK. And uh, we will get through this just fine. So we appreciate everybody being on board. So just listen to the radio. Sound policy anytime. Uh, We will have CBS Sports on tomorrow afternoon. But CBS hourly news is an hourly feature here. We just don't interrupt that. And there is a CBS hour-long program we'll be uh, 
pop on that in over the weekend so you can hear uh, the very latest uh, from CBS in a documentary style. Uh, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us immediately, 1-800-795-9565. If you think what the governor did was perfect and ideal and the announcement was timely, call us. If you think uh, it was ill-conceived, chaotic, and uh, not the right thing to do, give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to talk about any other forward-thinking remark, we would just love to hear from you. Call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We do have uh, some messages from our local Republican lawmakers, so we'll read those on the radio. Uh, you can text us at 70236. We would just love to hear from you. After declaring a statewide shutdown, urging all statewide businesses to close earlier this week, Governor Tom Wolf now mandating that non-essential Pennsylvania businesses shut her down. I had hoped for voluntary compliance so our public safety officials could focus on assisting with the crisis. Unfortunately, we have not seen full compliance. We have no time to lose. We cannot allow this virus to overwhelm our hospitals. The governor's ordering the closure of non-life-sustaining businesses. You do need to go to the governor's website to get that list. Enforcement actions for restaurants uh, will happen. That restaurants were allowing individuals to eat in a dining room uh, will happen immediately. All other non-compliance for businesses starts this Saturday tomorrow. Governor Wolf said business owners should not worry about the financial repercussions. <laughs> I had hoped. I have heard from business owners and workers that they are worried about the financial repercussions of a closure. I am aware of that, and my administration is already working every channel to find ways to support businesses and workers. And the governor says he does have the authority to do this shutdown. However, state House Republicans are continuing to push back against the Democratic governor's uh, shutdown announcement, saying the announcement was ill-prepared, added to the sense of chaos. It will significantly hurt small businesses. Uh, their remarks do not specifically go to the heart of whether the non-essential business closure uh, is a good idea or not, but the announcement, a surprise announcement after business hours, uh, some state legislators and emergency management officials in Pennsylvania said they heard it on the radio, which we're glad they're listening to the radio, but they say that's not the ideal way to disseminate important information. Uh, the governor says, or check that, the GOP statement followed local House member David Rowe's announcement earlier this week that his legislative office and his private business would be stay, staying open. Some other local lawmakers around here, Kurt Mosser, said that he would be keeping his office open. But John Gordner and Representative Linda Schlegel-Culver said their offices would be appropriately close with the staff in there and Representative David Rose sent us a statement overnight he said quote uh, there is no question that the governor has wildly overstepped his mandate and he has compounded the problem by failing to communicate clearly in regards to the directive. The General Assembly was notified less than five minutes before the governor issued his press release, leaving legislators and staff scrambling to answer constituents' questions while at the same time getting radio silence from the administration. My office is closed to walk-ins now, but staff will be answering phone calls and emails. We have a slot available for constituents to drop off paperwork for processing. We've also extended office hours uh, to 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. to be as available as possible to our constituents during this difficult time. We, as for and as for his private business, this is a separate paragraph. Uh, we did close the private business after the urging of 
President Trump and the White House Corona Task Force to avoid groups of 10 or more. So, hmm. so if a Democrat tells you to shut down in the interest of safety, you you say no. But if the president says it, shut well, her down. I think there's some coordination and information. I will say this, though. Senator Gordner's wife is a nurse. So and a beautiful singer. <laughs> so she she probably had a little bit of saying, uh, uh, yeah, skip these other Republicans, just do the right thing well, this time. Well, but you. but in fairness to the uh, to the governor, uh, you know, they're they're day by day. Uh, you know, the people who wanted to rip this president back in January for shutting off uh, trips uh, from Asia, China particularly. I mean, come on. Let me finish uh, the news real quick. L- let's let Hold these folks uh, have a little leeway, and and let's not Monday morning quarterback. All right. From now on, only forward-thinking comments, okay? Well, hold it. If you don't know the past, you're going to relive the past. Okay, so we're going to relive the past (laughs) as soon as I get done here with the news. But back to the future. Snyder County Courthouse now closed to the public after recently placing restrictions on the public entering the courthouse and offices. Snyder County commissioners have temporarily closed the county courthouse. The Pennsylvania Department of Health says there are 185 confirmed cases. Those three presumed cases from Geisinger are among them. They are officially positive. The state has also reported one death. State House member Linda Slager-Culver is out with some information on businesses which are shut down by the governor's order who are seeking waivers to stay open. She says businesses can apply for a waiver through the DCED. You do need to email Harrisburg or see her office. Uh, call the office, I guess you would do. Uh, we have that email posted at WKOK.com uh, and I'm not going to read it on the air. It's just a jumble of letters. <laughs> but Well, it's R, capital R, capital a dash d c e x e m p t i o n at p a dot gov. Go to the, uh, yeah, go to the go web. the state's website and go find DC or so. go to wkok.com. Yeah, Mifflinburg Borough has closed their offices to the mm. public as a part of their response. Mayor David Cooney on the newsline earlier this week uh, says they're also shutting down some uh, non-emergency operations in Mifflinburg. So, uh, those are some of the latest pieces of information. Don't forget about two one one is the human service hotline to go to staff twenty four seven now more than ever. Uh, we were going to interview Dr. Stanley Martin. Uh, of course, this crisis has uh, pushed him into an unscheduled meeting, so uh, ASAP Monday morning, we'll get him back on our schedule, and then we'll get Dr. Stanley Martin, Director of Infectious Diseases. Well, you know, he'd probably be a better interview Monday morning. I agree. You know, yeah. what, what's going to happen this afternoon, let alone tomorrow? And, and remember, also, too, this is the first day of spring. First full day. 74 uh, degrees. People, yeah, I mean, you want to talk afternoon. about cabin fever. And then, of course, Monday... We're going to have, what, a chance of snow flurries? Yep. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We flipped to open phones, so we are going to hear from U.S. Congressman Dan Muser at the bottom of the hour. We will start out with Cassandra. Thank you so much for checking in. You are on the mark. Good morning. I, I am calling to urge all of the citizens in the central Susquehanna Valley to please stay home. And if you must go out, please wear a mask. I know that the directives have been non-infected people don't need masks, but I read an article yesterday in the Boston Globe that supports my belief that there's widespread evidence from occupational health that masks protect us from germs and it interrupts the transmission of disease from sick to healthy people. Please, please, please wear a mask or 
stay home. Can you get a mask? Can I go to uh, Nori Pharmacy and get one now? You probably cannot, but you can find all kinds of directions on the Internet as to how to fashion one. Okay. Anna, or a scarf will work. I prefer an old knee sock, but that's just me. Um, you're joking, I believe. No, and no, And I think this no. is not the time for joking. No, I'm totally serious. That was one of the you, suggestions. Well, perhaps, perhaps then that's a that's a good solution. An old knee sock pinned behind your head would be great. That's a, an excellent idea. Well, you put a whole. Well, never mind. Suffice to say, it's real. <laughs> And I have them, too, so that would work out. All right, uh, yeah, sound advice, Cassandra. I know there's conflicting information out about face masks. Some say it just keeps individuals who are sick from spreading it a little bit less. But uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of people who are, are wearing them, there must be something to it because a healthcare worker wouldn't go within 20 feet of an infected person without a mask on, so something must be up there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, so. No, it's uh, pertinent advice. If you slow it down, you're helping. Yep. But uh, stay at home, stay away from folks, and uh, it's it's the best. And you know what? Have somebody in your family, if you have to go out and get things, one person can go out and get things. Two or three people don't have to go ride around. I would just send somebody. Go go sit outside, let somebody go to the store, but uh, and take, take uh, use of uh, the delivery services. All right. Thank you so much, Cassandra. Thank you so much for checking in. I'm very, really glad to hear I, from you. I just have one other one other point I'd like to make. Please, um, go right ahead. The, the researchers do not know how long this virus lives on surfaces. And items coming from the grocery store to your home potentially hold the virus. I am quarantining all of my non-perishables for 72 hours at least. And I am wiping down perishables with antibacterial wipes. I prefer an overabundance of caution. Right, we get the daily mail and we put it we put it in the closet and it waits it waits until Monday. <laughs> Even though uh, the post there's office nothing says nothing that comes in the mail that's so urgent that you have to touch it. Exactly. Yeah, the post office postal service says mail is safe and that you just can't transfer it on an envelope. But you know what? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to err on the side of silly caution. That's just me. Okay. All right, thank you so An much. An overabundance of caution will keep us alive. Thank uh, you. How about Bye. That? Yep, appreciate that. Uh, Dale, you get a minute of fame. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yeah, the federal government's saying, you know, proceed with caution with a yellow light. And then we got our Democratic governors, which are playing political games, saying it's a red light. But <clears throat> I just say, you know, fear, fear ain't, you know, political bickering ain't the time right now. So I'd say, you know, we got $317 million right now in a rainy day fund in Pennsylvania. We got to keep our eyes on that. Because right now, if I was a governor, you know, he don't take questions. Yet. He don't take Q&As. He just gives statements. I would use that money to give a supply mask and, you know, maybe medications because there's a lot of seniors and people who are in mental health are probably not going to get their, you know, medication because it's all being supplied from China. So I would tell them to shut the news off and everything's going to be okay. But like I said, I, all these Democratic governors, they're telling everybody, you know, shut down commerce completely, which I don't agree with. I think proceed with caution. I mean, I, I think we all understand how 
to be cautious. If we shut this whole commerce down, it's just it's just non sustainable. I mean I mean, I understand that, you know, we do. I mean there's arrogant, stupid people doing stupid things, but we do need to keep this commerce going a little bit because it's just not gonna it's just not gonna work out. Fear 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 and political it, it needs to stop. I would say kill all the media and just put on comedies. And I think and stay in the house. I think we should be doing all right with that. But well, that sounds anyone, like fun. Anyone who won't give a Q&A, don't listen to their statements, because that's a scam. All right, uh, we got you. Thank you so much, Dale. Yes, uh, that, that is... Uh I do hope that everybody gets a little respite time this weekend. We'll take a quickie break. We've got a caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Subway Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. My boat can take you a lot of places. Oh, okay. We're on the radio. Okay. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Cindy, kind enough to wade through the break. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen, and good health to both of you. Thank you. Um, And you. Earlier this week, I called and questioned why the governor, when he closed the schools, also closed the cyber charter schools. Well, the good news is that he undid that order, and the cyber charter schools are functioning again, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Praise, I might also add right here, him. I did call the governor's office and ask why they were closed, and they said we'd have to call the Department of Education, so I did not, <laughs> I never got to that. <laughs> well, they, they, they uh, rethought that, and now they can function, um, which shows what a good, you know, I don't know if people realize this, but if you add up the 14, the enrollment of the 14 cyber charter schools we have, they add up to the second largest school district in the state. Only Philadelphia has more students. So they are a significant uh, delivery method into the state, and I think they're providing an excellent service right now. Oh, the other a thing great I wanted to say before. earlier this week, I also called and said I thought the governor should cancel the testing, the PSSAs and the Keystone exams, and guess what, guys? They have. See, they're listening I, to you. Well, they didn't have a choice. I don't know that they're listening to me, but <laughs> I, school, I want to say to I once again support that decision. These are tough things that, you know, we have to be rational. This is not the time to try to force that kind of stuff through. So, you know, in a 
I'm just calling to be positive, Mark. I'm trying to be positive. Well, I didn't there say you have to be positive. positive things that I think it just has to be forward thinking. But uh, well, and I think the the governor's got a lot of praise too for doing what he's doing, trying to flatten this curve. Uh, I think there's a bazillion unanswered questions, so we're going to have to watch the governor's next news conference and the one after that, and we'll take it from there. We did put some of the governor's news conferences live on the air when they're happening. Uh, trouble is, they they pop up at unexpected times, and then when they do schedule them, they're late, so it's, you know, it's difficult for us to broadcast some of them, but we certainly uh, uh, appreciate what he's trying to do. Right, and I, I think the uh, suggestion I've seen repeatedly now uh, by several physicians and physician groups to cancel your routine dental appointments, to cancel your routine doctor visits right now, I think that's an excellent thing to think about doing. You know, well, I'm going to cancel closed. my dental appointment. You know, just think about it. They use all kinds of protective device stuff, which is certainly what they should do. But shouldn't that really be that equipment should be in hospitals uh, available to people who are caring for people in a life-threatening? So you're going to take something from a dentist's office and run it up to Evan if they need it? They have been asked to do that. They oh, have okay. been asked, and in fact, the dental association has asked their members to do that. And my brother-in-law, who is a dentist, has closed his practice. So really, what point is there to holding on to that equipment when you're not going to be using it? What kind of, well, scratch that, never mind. Just uh, some type of Rubber equipment. gloves, you know, not, well, latex gloves, actually. I latex guess. gloves, face protection, masks, they use all those. Sure. I certainly hope that's been your experience at your dental office. They should be. <laughs> oh, doing yeah, and that. goggles. I have to wear goggles and a smock, and they they're behind their protective gear. There you go. And, right. And, right. Uh, and while it's while it's nice to have every six month checkup, sometimes there are more important things in life. And I, you know, that's an example of a more important thing in life. Well, and I so think. I think Go ahead. We can be we everyday citizens can be proactive about this instead of waiting for a call. You can call the office and. To, you know, move your appointment out into the future. All right, sounds great. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank do you. appreciate the call, uh, Mike. Uh, we have Kurt Mosser waiting, so but we will give you a moment uh, to uh, talk about your good point. Please go right ahead. Yes, uh, you know it's, it's been my uh, course that I've been trying to push here for the last week. I believe that we need accurate data on what this virus is doing. And in my mind, we're not doing it. We need to have a statistical analysis taken on a regular basis, you know, across the country so that we can tell how fast it's spreading and if what we are doing is having a result. And I, I just don't understand. You know, when you're trying to solve a problem, you need to know if your actions are having an effect. Well, how, how, why are you saying that there's not accurate data? Okay. Well, for instance, we there's so many people that have the virus they have no symptoms, so we don't know if they're passing it on and if it's growing to more people. Uh, we, we just don't have an accurate description. We're, they're saying well, there's a shortage of tests, but in my mind, you can have uh, a statistical model. That you can sample areas of the country on a regular basis to tell whether it's, the, the, the virus is growing or not. Well, I think that's what the, that that's what the information they are now getting, because they're getting tests and they're also understanding which groups recover. the The situation that came out that said young folks were getting it, they lumped everybody from twenty to fifty four because they didn't have enough samples. So now you see what California's doing because of their information, and when you hear Ambassador 
Burks talk about uh, at the press conferences with the president and the vice president and the other groups. Th- th- you know, they talk about data, and uh, Dr. Fucci, uh, I might be mispronouncing it, but I think it's Fucci, right is talking about data download and data information. So when you're saying we don't have, they're not getting accurate information, they're trying to get this information and this data and then do an analysis of the data to get to the points that you were talking about. So right. it's it's in, okay. in the works. My Mike, we'll give you a closing okay. comment. Go right ahead. Okay, I'm in agreement with everything that you just said. But generally speaking, it's my understanding that people are not getting tested unless they have a criteria to meet certain symptoms. So if you're not testing uh, uh, basically a, a random, a scientific random sample of the population, you're not getting an accurate figure of how bad this really is. That's my position. All right, thank you so much, uh, Mike. Uh, Kurt Mosser, state representative. 107th District. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. You got a couple moments. We got the congressman standing by, but uh, please, you have the floor. Go right ahead. All right. I just I think you. I'm hearing that you're hung up on our closing of the offices um, and, and how that occurred. I just wanted to clear any misconceptions up that there are. First of all, Senator Gordon's wife is not a nurse, so that did not play into it. Um, she isn't but, a retired nurse. No, no. Uh, she works. She works for. Uh, uh, she's not a nurse. How about that? Um, you know, as this went on, we were just like everyone else, trying to um, provide the services that we were, we were expected to provide, and, and um, it was an ongoing thing. So uh, we didn't take it lightly. I met with staff every day, and I said, "This is going to. This is fluid. This is going to change." We tried to stay open because we wanted to keep calm, the calmness of, of normalcy. Uh, while practicing social distancing in the office, similar to, to I'm sure I'm sure what you're doing there at the radio station, you know, wiping down everything before and after they came in. Um, but then it just got to the point where we felt it's better to uh, change. It certainly wasn't based on any news reports or anything. We are a co-equal branch of government, and we we decide when we close and or stay, keep the offices open or don't keep the offices open. And as I met with my staff, I just always told them this was a daily thing. We would reassess it every day, and it just got to the point where we decided it was best to shutter them. It wasn't just a good opportunity to, to stick it to our good Democratic governor? Absolutely not. Okay, and I, I, have a good, I have a good relationship with the governor. This, I, you know, quite frankly, since this hit, I have very little chance to watch the news or or uh, I didn't know about the, the president's thing. I'm between talking to our businesses and then managing that besides trying to hopefully save uh, our businesses as they're shuttered. Um, it's been quite the trying week. What's, um, the, what's the phone number for your office in case folks have questions from you in your office? 570-648-8017. Um, now, I'm not there. I'm on my way to Harrisburg right now. Uh, the Harrisburg offices are closed. All right. Well, keep in touch. There's a lot more to say about this. you got an open mic next week. Let's schedule something, and we'll get some more information out about this. Thank you so much, Kurt. I really appreciate the call. You're welcome.
State House member Kurt Mosser, 107th District, talking about precisely all the services that could be provided mm. in his office that was open. Uh, they are no longer uh, open at this point. U.S. Congressman uh, Dan Muser from the 9th District, a freshman congressman, uh, on the news line now. Dan, thank you so much for checking in. We do appreciate it. Of course. How you doing, Mark? Good, good, good. What's your view on this national uh, coronavirus pandemic? Uh, what, what, what are the important things that you're going to pass along? Well, what's important is, first of all, how we all change our behavior and handle this and take responsibility, each and every one of us, uh, to abide by the, uh, the recommendations of, of containment, confinement, uh, social distancing, everything that you want, and all the terms that we're using. We've got we to gotta live by them for, for a couple of weeks, uh, at least. And we, uh, uh, with, within your, uh, your everyday life uh, and, in, and in business settings, uh, businesses, all good businesses, and, and, and anybody who stays in business for a while is, is normally a good business, is setting up best practices at work, you know, hand cleansing, uh, workstation distancing, all that needs to be... Uh, all that needs to be done so we can contain this thing, mitigate it, and then ameliorate it, and, and then improve it. Um, uh, from, a, from a federal standpoint, there's some very good things happening. Uh, not, not to mention some of the breakthroughs we saw yesterday related to this, uh, this uh, malaria drug uh, and some of these other therapies, therapies that aren't designed to, that they're not going to cure it, but if you can enormously minimize the, uh, the symptoms, well then, well, then you minimize the severity, and lives will be saved. So there's some good things happening. Uh, those that remain high at risk are the uh, elderly with uh, pre-existing conditions, right? I mean, in, in Italy, you know, and Italy did everything wrong, by the way. Okay, there's no comparison. Drives me crazy when I'm, I listen to, uh, you know, mainstream media, and I'm making comparisons to us in Italy. No comparison whatsoever. They basically did nothing. Uh, they put out no messaging. Uh, they uh, suggested no containment. Uh, people lived their normal lives, and then people started getting sick. Uh, it, it got contagious, and everybody showed up at the hospitals. So, uh, and, they, and the hospitals weren't prepared. We are, we are so far ahead of that, um, there's, there's, there's no comparison. So you have to assume that because of that, we're going to have a far less of, uh, of, of, of a level of infliction. But, you know, from a federal level, um, we, uh, we passed some good bills so to sustain the economy. Um, we passed the first bill was $8.3 billion to fight the virus, to provide equipment to the, to the, uh, to the hospitals, and, um, and to work on a public-private partnership for vaccine and, and therapy uh, cures or, or, or therapy remedies. Uh, the national emergency was, was enacted. That's $50 billion that's going to be made available to the states to uh, provide them the emergency dollars that they need. And the president is signing today, we passed uh, H.R. 6201, the uh, Family First Corona Response Act, and it, um, it provides for 14 days sick leave for employees, uh, so employers won't have to, uh, in order to keep their employees and, and uh, keep their, do their doors open, without going out of business, so we'll be paid 100%. And then after that, uh, for those who are caring for children or those that are sick or if they're, they're sick themselves, there'll be two-thirds uh, full pay, again, paid by the uh, federal federal government, i.e. the taxpayer, for, um, uh, for up to 90 days. 
Congress a lot being done here. The Federal Reserve is assuring that the that the banks are liquid. Um, look, the, the, the president's showing a lot of leadership here. He's not showing any gaps. And one thing my conservative friends should know, and uh, and and that's you know that's our district. Um, everybody really should be a fiscal conservative. Is that all of these have sunsets on them? All of these initiatives and, and funds. Uh, uh, outlays have a, have sunsets either to the end of the year, uh, December thirty first, twenty twenty, or uh, when the president removes the National Emergency Act. These aren't long term major hits. Uh, this is these are done just to address this specific crisis. Congressman Ben Reichley here. If you hey, could, ben. if you could comment and uh, on this, we'll, we'll put the media aside though. But the team that the president has put together. On the health side, when you see Ambassador Burks and you see Dr. Fucci, and then on the economic side, when you see Larry Kudlow and uh, Secretary Muchin, y- y- you see a, a direct understanding of proactiveness and then being able to adjust during it. Either it seems like on the health side now coming out with with some information on on these uh, uh, pharmaceuticals that, that could help out getting the, the private sector involved. And then on the business side, it seems like they've done sort of the same model in getting the private sector involved. You said it. You, you, you said it. I mean, it's some smart thinking here. I mean, there's no... There's no ideology taking place. It's what what will be most effective. I mean, the president brought Google in to do the website, uh, and 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 they're doing it. I don't, I don't know, hopefully at at, uh, at no cost, but there may, may be some cost there. But it's going to be run well, and it's going to be uh, um, at the highest level of, uh, of of technological innovation. So, um, and they're adjusting. They're not afraid to adjust, right? I mean, Dr. Fauci comes out and. and things as plain and simple and honest as you can you, you can you can get and I and I want everybody to know this too I've met with dr. Fauci now personally probably five times I've met with the vice president twice one on one once in the situation room um, we've met with the CDC director um, uh, Redford uh, Redford um, and uh, and uh, Seema Verma the head of the CMS Every conversation that I, we, I've had with them and briefing we've had in Congress is the same information the people are getting. There's nothing being hidden here. There's no transparency, uh, or excuse me, there's full transparency. Um, yeah, you know, every, everybody knows what I know, and I think everybody, everybody more or less knows what the uh, what the president knows. Hey, can you give us an idea? I know uh, Congressman Keller had a webinar, virtual town meeting last night. Uh, I understand you're doing some of that same uh, types of uh, meetings for your constituents. Um, that's sort of where we're going to be for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we are. We are. And yes, I have a, uh, I have a teletown hall tonight. Uh, it's at 520. Uh, Mark, I'd love to send you over some information so you can maybe put it on your website. Uh, but we'll, um, we'll, we'll be addressing, you know, the, the, the corona uh, crisis uh, and, and answering any, any questions related to it that we can. And, um, and, and a quick word about what, what, what's going on with the governor's uh, edit last night, his, uh, his mandate on this, uh, on this uh, beyond just essential uh, businesses. 
but those that are that are considered quote unquote life sustaining. I I have been in touch with uh, with the governor's office, as I'm sure Representative Mosser was completely on top of this as well, and others. And what they're doing is they're and and I'm not certainly saying I, I agree with what was done, um, uh, but they they provide information. So so I I understand what their intent is. And their intent is that this this whole thing has not been taken seriously enough in their view uh, by the general public and and some some businesses certainly not all the businesses I talk to have some great best practices in place they have the, anybody who can work at home is working at home so that's recognized so there's going to be a waiver process uh, that I think uh, you're, you're aware of and that's going to be taking place over the next few days. Uh, they feel they're they're geared up to accept these waivers, and what they're looking for is any businesses certainly that are quote unquote life sustaining, and they gave a list. But even if you're tangentially life sustaining, and they use the example if if you you make uh, if you make a food wrapper, saran wrap for instance, and that's used to cover food, well then you're life sustaining. So you have to assume if you have trucks that drive and provide parts for medical equipment or uh, if you're building a hospital or if you're building a bridge if you're construction um that can will will uh, as well be be uh, perceived as as life-sustaining so people need to uh get these applications in and fill them out in a in a, a, a serious manner uh expressing those uh, uh that that, that uh, where what sort of work they do but what's also important is to express the type of best practices for healthy environment uh, and social distancing they are practicing and will will uh, require uh, in their businesses uh, whether or not they've been doing it already or moving forward so that's very important you know, six or seven feet away for uh, workstations uh, you know just a few people in any lunchroom at a given time anything that they're doing and can do to show that they're very serious about protecting their employees will also help get these waivers through. Uh, Congressman, do you see yourself, it looks like the Senate's going to pass uh, some legislation today, tomorrow, maybe Monday at the latest. Do you see yourself in uh, Washington next week working on that to get that passed? Yes. Yes, I do. As soon as it's available for us to vote on, uh, we will be there to do so. I understand they're going to be bringing in less than ten of us at a time into the House floor uh, to uh, to vote on uh, the third phase bill. Um, I can provide you some details on it um, if you like. I mean, it's it is addressing some of the industry that got was most severely hit, largely the uh, transportation industry. You know, none of us like the idea of picking winners and losers, so we'll see what that looks like. There's uh, some di- a direct payment plan. We'll see the details on that, but it's anywhere in the neighborhood from, uh, it could be anywhere from, I think, $600 to $2,400 uh, direct payments to, uh, to families. And there's an enormous small business interruption loan initiative, uh, which I am very much for, uh, for continuity of employment and it will be a U.S. government-backed guarantee SBA loans. Um, SBA is gearing up. I was on the phone with them yesterday. Uh, they know this is going to be these loans are going to be very important. Uh, hopefully, we we lower the interest rate. The interest rate right now is 3.75, so that needs to come down. And the new limits that they're looking at, and again, we got to read the legislation, is going to be um, six weeks of payroll. 
so uh, for small business. So, which is a real uh, positives. Yeah, for yeah. that. But but, Congressman, can you clarify something? And, and believe me, you might not have the answers now because I was talking to some people in Washington, obviously in California and Florida, which is interesting. So you have business interruption experience now. Of course, folks that have been in business like yourself, and and, and you know, not trying to parcel out some folks who haven't experienced this, but if you've experienced a fire, a flood, a uh, tragedy, a force du jour, what you know, acts of God, uh, you. You understand that. However, I, I, I'm talking to some people who are now trying to interpret their insurance, which is not the time you want to do it, saying that a pandemic might not be covered under under this uh, interruption insurance. Can you see the federal government stepping in and working with insurance companies to make sure this is covered for business interruption? I, I can, and you know what? Let me ask about that. There. They, uh, our, our leadership, as well as Steve Mnuchin and the White House, is making itself very available, and that's a very important question, uh, Ben. So, uh, and for your, uh, for the listeners. So let me uh, let me get an answer on that. And get back to you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you yeah. so much. An additional remark. Uh, anything to add, Congressman Muser? No. Well, you know, look, we're going to get through this. Right? I mean, we, we, we are. It, it, the more diligent we are, the less painful it's going to be. Uh, we've got to have common sense economic initiatives here as well. I, I do think that uh, this, this, this governor um, ma- mandate or governor uh, recent initiative will be, uh, I, I, I hope, dealt with in a, in a reasonable way. It was certainly a shock. It got everybody's attention, that's for sure. So let's uh, let's now work together. Let's let's not get angry about it. Let's instead uh, handle it in in the business manner that business people know know, know how to do best, um, and uh, 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 come to compromise, come to come to solutions on on how they can operate. Maybe maybe have a slowdown, but not a shutdown. Um, so that's what we got to work towards. And um, look, we're gonna well, we, we we do these things. Our, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna come out of this sooner uh, than later, and uh, and then we're gonna you know roll from there. You know, this is not we we you know, this whole idea of a, a recession. This is not an economic slowdown. This is a forced, deliberate uh, economic yes. um, slowdown. Right? I mean, that's that's a lot different. So uh, this is orchestrated. Uh, in, in order to keep people safe, so what that means is, as soon as we're as soon as we're past this, we're going to come roaring back. Yeah, it sounds like what a comeback in the six months or so will be. We'll have Wall Street where it was, and we'll go from there. Dan, keep in touch. Anything else you need to pass along? Uh, telephone numbers for your congressional office. Do you mind passing those along uh, so folks have no, those handy, please? Yeah, of course. Oh, and your telemeeting. Uh, we need that yep. number too. You're going to send that in. Sure. Okay. Well, our Pottsville office is, that's our central office, is 570-871-6370. We have skeleton crews, uh, but your phone call will be received. I can can assure you of that. Washington, 202-225-6511. And I will forward you, uh, please, uh, if you don't mind, the the information for tonight's uh, Teletown Hall. 
uh, if you would post that for us, that would be great. All right. Yeah, and I think we do have one element already running in our news advertising that, that, that we have another one. We had one last evening with Congressman Keller, and I think we are mentioning mm-hmm. that yours is coming up this afternoon. Thank you so much. Uh, keep in touch, uh, Congressman Muser. Yep, travel safe. Thank you. I do appreciate Thank that. You. Congressman Dan Muser, 9th District. Uh, we have his phone numbers here. If you need those, give us a buzz. We'll pass those along. Not everybody has the Internet, I was reminded today. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to get phone numbers out there to people, and we'll get uh, uh, as much help out there as possible. We are going to take a break, or we're going to wrap up with open phones. So we're going to read some of the emails and texts that we have stacked up here. So give us a buzz right now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. one 800 When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. How are you doing, Ben? Are you holding up okay? Yeah, making it through, doing the stuff you're supposed to. Stay away from people, nod your head, wave. Uh, I, I'm hoping everybody you know, can sort of now understand hygiene and keep practicing, get through this. And I then, may never get another cold again. Well, then next year we should be on top <laughs> of this, uh, hol- holding this stuff back. I will say this, check in on the uh, elderly, uh, make sure uh, they're okay. Uh, you know, hopefully the Meals on Wheels keeps... Uh, uh, keeps uh, moving along here in the, in our area, but uh, and I get to shop at the Giant at six a.m. now. I'm sixty, and that's the cutoff for okay. senior citizens. Does, does Wise and Aldi and uh, surplus I haven't outlet heard about a those? Wise Market senior citizen. They could have it. Mm-hmm. I, I certainly don't know everything. In case you haven't noticed over the years, but well, and also uh, too, folks, those who have some disposable income and have some means. If you can, uh, support the restaurants. I think you have those listed on the Sunday. Essential Eats at Essential Eats. Yeah, if, folks, support those folks if you can. I mean, especially if, uh, you know, n- not just the pizzerias. I'm sure people might be tired of pizzas and subs by now, but uh, support the, uh, the essen- what is it, Essential Eats at WKOK.com. Mm-hmm. Support, support the restaurants. Uh, I think uh, Congressman Muser made a great point. It's a slowdown in the economy, not a shutdown. Let's uh, try to speed up the slowdown as soon as we can. But for a short period of time here, we're going to have to be at, uh, I'm going to say, 15 miles an hour. Then we'll get to 20, 25, and then we'll start moving. But, uh, no, support uh, support, and understand the folks need your help. I haven't been to a fine local restaurant for takeout food in almost 12 hours. I miss no, it. See, that's uh, a ready. good little thing. Light a candle. You and your wife can 
Enjoy anyway, some uh, General Tao's chicken. Okay, and uh, uh, let's see. What else do you want to pass along? Uh, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, one of our listeners says two links at the Pennsylvania Department of Health. They're updated two times a day. And uh, for about the fifth time this week, somebody said John Hopkins has the best COVID site well, in Well, John Hopkins, the latest numbers uh, worldwide, I'm going to round up, 246,000. Uh, just over 10,000 deaths in the United States. We're looking at 14,250, and confirmed deaths are at uh, too many, but it's uh, 205. Now, those numbers are going to change this afternoon. They're going to change tomorrow morning, but we're seeing around the world uh, roughly, uh, you know, if, if you run the numbers 4%, you're seeing in Pennsylvania less than 2%, but we realize those numbers are, are going to change quite a bit, and, and like I said, those are just some estimates and some approximations, but uh, John Hopkins seems to be on top of it. Uh, I will say this once again, uh, the president's team has, has done a very good job, and if people want a Monday morning quarterback, they, they you know certainly can, but uh, let's look at the reality that they've got the private sector mixed in with government. These people who uh, want to run and say you need government to get through this. No, no. Government was part of the holdup initially till they could get some new testing. But now you got the private sector jumping well, didn't in. Didn't AOC here. praise the president this week? I think she talked positive, but last week uh, Gavin Newsom out of California. This week uh, Andrew Cuomo, governor out of uh, New York. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the the partisan stuff uh, runs deep and wide. You still find that on some of the cable networks. It's unfortunate, but uh, you know, I believe uh, Congressman Muser is very positive, um, and I know uh, Congressman Keller yesterday was. You know, we're going to get through this. We just have to do some things. I want you to have a closing comment in a moment. We have the number for folks who want to call into the uh, teleconference this afternoon with Congressman Muser. It's eight seven seven two two nine eight four nine three. That's 877-229-8493, and you do need a PIN number to get in, and it is 118349. That's 118349. If you missed that, call us at WKOK 286-5838, and we'll give that to you. On the Mark's been brought to you this week by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. They invite you to do as I've done, and that's go get your new truck now so that it's mm. all set for you. Uh, as the pandemic rolls over our area, you can go out and wax your truck in the garage and get it all ready to go. And the Sunbury Motor Company says, Ford, Hyundai, Kia are waiting for you there. I don't know if they have such thing as a pandemic uh, discount, but I'm sure uh, if you ask them, they probably could come up with one. But uh, And maybe you're not ready for a new vehicle just yet. Uh, they're a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. When you get your check from the government, uh, tell them that uh, you'd like to have your new vehicle from the Sunbury Motor Company. You can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. It will take slightly longer for the vehicle to get in because the factories are closed. But we're glad to say that uh, when the time comes... Uh, they're going to get things rolling, and as Dan Muser they indicated... They can restock. The, yes, they'll restock. SunburyMotors.com. So we really uh, thank them for being our sponsor. You got a minute, sir. What uh, else is cooking? Quick email here where they're talking about, yeah, it is the first full day of spring. Uh, person's requesting that the governor did not handle this very well, but the one question they do have is, 
they did not give a date when the businesses are going to be allowed to open. Well, that's part of the situation is it's day by day, it's afternoon, it's morning, and they will have to make those decisions based on this. Uh, quick text, the end is coming, pray. Uh, well, uh, we should probably Sound always advice. pray, but I don't think the end is coming. We'll get through this. It's going to be weird not to be in worship. Remember, this there's Sunday. about 92,000 people roughly that have gotten over this disease. Hang in, folks. Stay tuned to WKOK. Teach Alexa to go to WKOK.com. This is News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury.